Hello, everybody. We are back. Today, we're discussing a few ideas to help you avoid being average. Unless you want to be average. <laughs> and your name's Joe. You're an average Joe. Maybe you want to be average. Average can be cool. We need averages. True. But we don't want to but be... But you don't want to be average. We don't want to have an average business. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to our show. My name is Todd, and I'm here with my wife and business partner, Jennifer. Hello. We're the co-owners of Hello Hair Co. and Hello Hair Pro. You're listening to the Hello Hair Pro podcast. It's in the title. Do we even have to say that ooh, anymore? Ooh. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. Um, I don't know if you have to say it or not. Maybe. Just to remind people. Well, you're Maybe listening to the Hello Hair Pro podcast. They well, they selected it. It says know. it when you click the button to listen to Sometimes a podcast. Sometimes you just space out. I forget where I'm going. I drive to the slum. I'm supposed to be going to school. That's a true story. Puts me out back on track. All right. So what are we doing today? We're going to keep it quick. What are we doing? Which is our sort of holiday season yep. mantra. Yeah. You got to be somewhere. We got to be somewhere. Let's do this. Yeah. I want to put some blow up stuff in the front yard. Okay. All right. Let's jump into this. So I have a few topics here and I know you have some and I said, don't tell me. So I don't know what you're going to talk about. Okay. The first surprise, thing. Surprise, surprise. Dun, dun, dun. The first thing I wanted to touch on is the mindset thing. It's a big one. It is a big one. And I don't want people to get it twisted. You can't just have a positive mindset and be like, oh, the world will take care of itself and everything falls into place because that's not how it works. True. But today I want to talk on a beginner's mindset or just like remaining open-minded in general because there's a lot of problems in this industry and with a lot of industries with people not being open-minded. And I think that it sets people back. I would agree. So I want to touch on on it. I think that keeping that beginner's mindset keeps things fun for okay. you. And then it helps you stay sharp and focused. All right. Because you're constantly paying attention. You're constantly trying to learn something new. So it keeps you in whatever conversation or work or whatever you're, yeah, whatever you're you doing. Yeah, keeps you growing and changing or at least open to that, right? And, and focused. Yep. Like if I'm having a conversation with somebody and I can't wait to tell my story, I'm not learning anything from them. Right. That so I'm missing. Me. Yeah, it's you right now. Uh-huh. I I'm used to do kidding. that when people would introduce themselves. I couldn't wait to be like, hi, I'm Jen. And then I never knew their name. And I'm like, why? I know my name. Why am I so excited to tell them my name? I need to remember theirs. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't even learn their name. Nope. Interesting. Yeah, I just, I think when you focus on what's in front of you, and truly focus on it, it keeps you open to finding new opportunities. Mm -hmm. And it does a lot of things for you. It, it gives you permission to not always have to have the answers. I think that's a big one for that people in leadership Because you're roles, never going to have or, all the answers. Yeah. Or should you want to? What is that noise? Do you hear like a clicking? I did. I have no idea. Okay. That was your microphone. Maybe. So anyways... It's this desk. <laughs> it's just creaking. All right. We'll have to tighten up the legs on this desk. Yeah. I, I had somebody that I spoke with once and they were like, I want to open a business, but I want to wait like three years or so. And I was like, interesting. How come? Like, what is the three year mark? Why, why did you pick that? What does that mean? And they were like, oh, I don't want to have to like go to anyone for help. I don't want to have to have questions or have like an employee question me 
and I don't have the answer. And I was like, wow, you're in for a rude awakening yeah. someday because one, three years is not enough to get <laughs> to any sort of point where you're not needing help. Yeah. What are you talking about? And really you should just, it's knowing who to go to, to find the answers. If you don't, there's That's nothing, more important. Yeah, That's far more important. Way more. That's why you need a team. That's why you need the support around you because you will never know everything or be good at everything. Like that's just not possible. So you need to know who to go to, to find the answers that you may not know. True story. Keeping open-minded too, keeps you creative. Yes. It keeps your brain working in a way where you're constantly exploring and trying to discover new things, whether it's a new way to do a haircut that you've been doing for years or a new twist on your business, or just even being open to have a conversation with somebody about whatever. Mm-hmm. It could be a random topic and you have no idea about about it. I, I try to do that all the time when I'm talking to somebody and they are excited about something. That shit is contagious, yeah, being excited. Is. So I approach it like, teach me about it. Even if I know a little bit right. or if I know a lot, it doesn't matter. I'm mm-hmm. like, tell me, why are you so excited about this? And then they explain it and then you're able to see it from a different angle. Hopefully, right. if they're a decent storyteller, you can see it through their eyes, which is always cool. What you hope. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh, having that open-mindedness introduces novelty, which I think helps push away complacency. I love that. So when you're always searching or when, even when you're not searching, when you're just allowing new things to come to you because you're open-minded, you're not going to get complacent. Mm-hmm. And complacency, that's the, one of the silent killers of a it's business. Like the place to go and die. Yeah. <laughs> But that's where most people will go because they don't want to ask questions because they don't want to seem like they don't know the answer. Mm -hmm. I almost think it's what most people, that's their end goal is to get to a point where they can just put it on cruise control and let it ride. Oh, that's the worst. You're just, that might be like a place for you for like a moment, but there will be a point where you're just like either bored or why am I doing this? And you won't know why. Cause you've just been doing it for so long at the same pace. You're like, why am I not happy anymore? Well, you're, you're bored. <laughs> you need to grow. Yeah. You need to push, you know, and it should be constant. Even if it's on a slow constant, it's still like everyone has a different pace for that, you know? True. And I, I agree with you. There are definitely times to take your foot off of the gas. And there are times where it's would be inappropriate to take mm-hmm. your foot off the gas. I know during the beginning of the pandemic, everyone or a lot of people just sat back, accepted that we were closed and they were like, well, we'll just wait. We'll just wait. What could right. we do? Work on something. Yeah. This is not the time to take your foot off the gas. You have to go. Everything yeah. Reevaluate yeah. everything up until this point. So staying open-minded or having that beginner mindset is going to help you if you're in a leadership role too, I believe, because when you're asking questions or you're curious or you're trying to learn about people, it's going to demonstrate to them that you have a genuine interest in who they are mm-hmm. and not just at a work level. Right. And you don't have to be, if you're a salon owner or manager or whatever, you don't have to be best friends with everybody, but you can take an interest in other people's yeah. interests because what if it opens you up to something? Try to get inspired by the people who work with you that are in your like culture. Yeah. Show, show them that you value them. Absolutely. It's all cool stuff. And it doesn't matter what level of experience you have. Just treat every situation as if like, even if you're not like, I want to learn something, treat it like, and don't, 
don't twist this and become a busybody, but treat it like you don't want to miss something. Mm -hmm. Just right. be active in conversations. Yeah, show up, be present. It's hard to do. And if you don't pay attention, you're not going to continue to grow. Oh, look, a bird. Yeah. <laughs> a butterfly. All right. So that was my remaining open-minded. I like it. That was the biggest chunk, I think, uh, that I had today. Well, I think at times right now with the holidays, it no matter what your business is, you're busier just by nature of there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's more events you might be going to. There's more people that want to you want to see. Uh, maybe you're you're buying your gifts, you're wrapping, you're decorating your house. So it can be very difficult to keep an open mindset where you might just feel like overwhelmed. So I think maybe you look at this holiday different than you have any other and you try to focus on something more positive in it and it changes your look on the holidays in general. Don't do the same thing you did last year. Treat it new. How can you make it different? Piss off some of your family by making it different. That's always fun. We're doing barbecue for food. Who does that on Christmas? It's going to be fun. Probably a lot of people in Texas. Oh, okay. Maybe not New Hampshire, though. Uh, maybe. Well, let us know. Our neighbors have like a truck, like a <laughs> smoking <true>. truck <laughs> or whatever. So they'll probably do it. I don't know. I don't know what they do. Okay. I'm going to ask them. Uh, let me know. Take a poll. If they're not using it, can we rent that and just cook everything? Maybe. It would be dope. It's possible. All right, so... That's going to be my video from this podcast. We're doing barbecue for Christmas. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. The next little little tidbit I had to mention to keep you from staying average was to avoid settling. Mm -hmm. I don't even have any notes on <laughs> I can on touch the topic. on this one. So I do think a lot of times what happens is it's easier to stay in your current situation then it is to move on because the risk and the the scariness of the unknown, you're like, uh, I don't know if it's worth it. It may not be, but it may be. And let me tell you, even if you move on or you find a way to not settle in whatever the situation is, if that situation that you moved on to isn't the right one, well, then try it again. There's nothing wrong with that. I feel like back in the day, like my dad had the same job for his whole entire career. That's like super rare. Like that's just not what normal people do i need more i don't think there's nothing wrong with moving around it's not what i do <laughs> yeah try new things like even switch it up like so let's say you've done the same style of haircutting for the last 10 years like go take a class learn how to cut differently maybe you won't even use it but just learn it get out of your comfort zone so that you can grow and change and just feel inspired that risk is as scary as it is and as uncomfortable as it can be it generally will put you in a better space and really will help you like push through just being bored. That's what I got. Another thing that just popped into my mind is staying proactive. So you said take a class and that's great. But I think what happens is a lot of people will do this weird phenomenon. I just call it accumulating knowledge and they mm. just accumulate all this knowledge and they just, they want to write like certain things on their Instagram bio or on their, um, on their business card. I'd see it a lot in the gym world too. People would take 82 certifications, couldn't fucking coach any for the life yeah. of them. <laughs> but they have all these like abbreviations after their name. So they're like, I must be good. But nobody's going to you because you're not good. Because you don't put anything into practice. You just. Right. And that's just, the problem. Yeah. It, it, you know, find a mentor or take a class or do whatever you've got to do. Put yourself out there, but then actually apply that knowledge yeah. because if it does if if you're not practicing 
what you're learning. It, what it's like what's the point? I agree. Just you to say wasted you did your it. time yeah. doing that, so, so that people uh, too much ego there. You're yeah. just accumulating online blonding courses. Great. What does that do for you, Sally? Nothing, because honestly, no one cares. To actually apply it and to apply that knowledge to a client, it it'll throw you off your game if you're just watching videos all the time and you think you can do something, or even if you're just doing it on a mannequin. That's not enough. The beginning of 2022, I so I've done hair for what 23, 24 years now, um, and I, I kind of was a little bit bored. So I, I had two things come onto my plate. I'm like, I'm going to start educating again because that'll be fun for me. That was a risk. Um, I went and took some stuff to do it and then actually started applying it. And I decided I would start doing um, or take my extension game next level. And at that point, most of the extension classes were all online. So I reached out to someone who I had taught uh, a color class to who teaches extensions. And I'm like, can I pay you to come in on a Sunday in my salon, work one-on-one with me, teach me how to do these extensions. I don't know if I'm going to love it and I'll bring in a model and let's see where it goes. And that was not comfortable. It was hard. It was harder than I expected. Um, I ended up loving it and I have a, a bunch of clients that I do, but I could have just kept taking those videos and just kind of practicing on my clients. But my active role to not just settle and be like, I do extensions and I'll just play on you guys was to hire somebody one-on-one to invest in myself, to invest in, do I really want to do this? And it could have been a waste of my money, but I was willing to just try it. Cause I'm like, I, I don't want to settle and just not do this. Right. And uh, by, by taking that proactive approach and having an open mind and understanding that you might not like it. I don't think that there's a negative, like, yes, there's a risk. There's a monetary risk. And yeah. if you don't like it, yeah, you've wasted that thousand dollars or whatever mm-hmm. the, whatever it costs for yeah. somebody's day. But now, you know, yes. And there's value there. Absolutely. Otherwise you're going to sit around like in 10 years and be like, I wish I had learned right. extensions. And you just get to work one-on-one with someone on, on all, all types of stuff that came out of it. Um, yeah, you, you've just, you've got to try more than just watching videos. It's not enough. Even taking classes, I, you can take classes all you want, but if you don't apply it, right. And if you don't, have, what was the point of showing up to the class? You wasted your right. own time. And if you don't have someone to like, you took these classes, but who's helping you make sure you're not making bad habits out of it. Like you, you sometimes need to hire someone one-on-one to come in Maybe they mentor you a day in your salon. I'll do it and help you take it next level just by giving you little cues in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Don't settle. So avoid settling. <laughs> I think that, so the reason I don't have any notes for that is because the topic is so broad that yeah. don't settle anywhere. Like if you're at a, a bad salon, try to get out. Mm-hmm. If you made a decision and you don't like it, try to make a better one. If you're at a great salon, Ask yourself, is there more? What could I add? How do I make this? How do I help make this place even better? Right. Things like that. Like, don't settle when you think things are great. Don't settle when you think they're bad. Don't settle or else you just, yeah, you get into that complacency loop mm-hmm. and it's all over. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so uh, this one goes with the first two, I, I think, but the ability to be able to adjust and pivot. We talk about pivoting a lot. Mm-hmm. That if you have the mindset, the guts, whatever you want to call it, to make changes with your business, or even even if you don't own or, or run a business, if you have that personality that allows you to, and I don't even know if it's a personality because you could work, could you could 
work on it, right? Yeah. That allows you to change things in your life because most people don't want change. Right. They, they try want to avoid it. At they all want costs. different versions of of the same stuff. I think mm-hmm. we talked about that last week or whatever week. Yeah, their change is like a new pillow color. <clears throat> And a big part of most people, like the reason that most people will never be successful or never be successful as they could is that right there. They're not open-minded and they're not able to adjust or pivot. So they just settle in. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're arriving at the point because we keep coming back to that complacency thing. But if you can avoid that, if you can like, so even like a pricing change, like you raise your prices. If you can do that and you've, we, we just had a phone call with someone. If you can do that and you get some pushback and you think to yourself, that's fine. I, I made these decisions so that I could best serve my best clients. Mm-hmm. You've created your client avatar. You've done all the things you've built your business out. And even again, even if you're not a business owner, if you work cutting hair or doing hair or, or whatever, if you work at a coffee shop or you own a coffee shop or whatever, you're going to have to have a target audience that you're right. talking to. Whose problems are you solving? And then you're okay with when you get pushback on, on right. things. So it frees you to yes. then make new, more decisions right. based on what you want for your, your business and what's best for your target clients. Right. Which comes back to your vision, your mission, your core values. <laughs> <clears throat> always, always comes back to that. So I, I had one more point and then I'll, I'll let you go. Okay. Uh, and it just makes sense to plug in now. But I think in 2023, we need to see more people making things about the client. Absolute. Pretty much everything that we I see. We are a service industry. Yeah. Everything I see. <laughs> Which on, doesn't mean serve yourself. Everything I see on social media, and it could just be the people I follow. So I'll, I'm going to go unfollow everyone after this. <laughs> I but, see it often too. Is just, you're just trying to get love from other stylists or other barbers. And I don't know how you get love from any clients because generally you're passive aggressively attacking them. Mm. (laughs) That too. Yeah. I'm like, wow. So again, if you, if you took the time to write out your, your client avatar, like who your best customer, your best client would be. You don't have to worry about posting about cancellation policies and stupid shit like that because your perfect clients don't do that. Right. So just deal with the people. Right. Because it's probably a small few. It's probably two. Yeah. So you just have a, an individual. If it's a hard conversation, it's what you have. And we've had And you'll these, feel better after. Sure. And, and we've, yeah, you'll feel way better. And we've had these conversations with people where you have to start to question where it like, so if your clients are constantly canceling or no showing you, you have to question, where are you getting these people? Right. Like all of your clients are no showing you do not go wherever you went to get those clients. Or you have a few hard conversations to have with majority of your clients and the ones that stay will now respect your boundaries. Yeah. They've probably been walking all over their stylists for so long that they're just used to it. No one's ever called them out on it. If you want to keep them, if they're clients you like, if you enjoy their conversation and you want to do their hair, then give them the, hey, don't do this or I'm going to cancel you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, that's I, it. Yeah. doesn't have to be anything crazy. Hey, hope you're okay. Yeah. You missed your appointment. Do it again. You're done. Let's chat. 
you know, I, I would want to find out if the yeah. person was okay first. Yeah. Hopefully they, they weren't in like a car accident or some shit. Right. And you're like, hey, 50% fee or whatever <laughs> your whatever you're stupid. Um, and it's not stupid. If you have a cancellation policy, it's fine. It's just some just popped into my head for yeah. the example. But you shouldn't have to be worrying about all the negative stuff all the time. You should focus on your client, focus on what makes you happy. And like you mentioned, boundaries and know when to turn it off. When you're at home, you're at home. Now, if you own a business, like we're sitting in our... I guess this is called the office, but it's also our bedroom. Yeah. It's just kind of split in half. Like we're working right now, but that's part of owner business ownership. Yeah, but at just, a certain point when the kids come home and mm-hmm. it's dinner time and whatever, it's the phones go down. My phone goes down. Jen keeps her phone on her 24 hours a day. Um, but no, seriously, like you have to, you that's have to have those. That's why we close the salon certain days so I can shut my brain off. Yeah. Shut your brain off. You have to have that stuff. And so I, I think, to sort of recap my points and then Jen, you can take over. If you just keep that open-mindedness, that's going to lead you to avoid settling. Mm-hmm. It's going to provide you that ability to, to be comfortable with pivoting and adjusting because it's okay if something doesn't work out because you can just pivot back. Right. And then when you focus on more than just yourself, when you become of service to other people, you'll notice some magic happen. Absolutely. And that's about making it about the client and less about your ego. Look, egos aren't bad. I know a lot of people put this negative, got one. this negative, you know, connotation, like you have to remove your ego. You can't. Good luck. Yeah. Can't remove that. But knowing how to deal with it, knowing how to question it will separate you. You're not going to be average if you do these things because most people won't do them. Most right. people will listen to this and then they're not going to put anything into place. They're going to be like, in one of their I notebooks. <laughs> and like, yeah. Yeah, oh, I put that in my notebook. Put that in my notebook and then I never applied. Like now we need it. to do something with it. What's next? So what do you have? For, um, uh, it's kind of similar to what you're talking Joe's. about. Um, I would like to challenge what's one thing you could add or innovate on for 2023. So I want you to look into like maybe how you're running your business or if you just go to a business, what's something you can change to like make you more current or arrive into today's world? Because it's easy to do the same thing over and over. And before you know it, if you've been doing it for 10 years, you're, you're in 2013, you're not going into 2023, but you haven't changed anything. So there's so much that has changed. Maybe it's just that you take a meeting with somebody just to kind of open your eyes. Maybe you go, if we're talking in salon world, you go have a service at another salon so you can see what's happening in other salons. Like just step out of your bubble. And then what can you add to just level up your game? And add it and then put it into play and start doing it. That's really all I had. I like all that stuff. Thanks. New year. Kind of like to think about that stuff. Uh, but I do think it's important. I there, For a long time, when I owned my last business, I just was in a bubble. Or more of like a more of like a hamster wheel. What's that? A hamster when he goes around and around and around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hamster wheel. Yeah, I was in a hamster wheel. and Sort of spinning your wheels. All the time, and I I only knew what was right in front of me, and I never thought, like, there could be other things, or I could change something, um, until I did, so... I remember having conversations with you where you would, you know, more recent, where you would reflect back onto some of that time, and you said, I felt like an ostrich where I just buried my head in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. So I was right there in the middle of it, but wasn't sure how to Mm -hmm. fix whatever the issue was. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And I had hired mentors and bad advice. And I think really what came out of it was having a vision, the mission, the core values, and 
knowing that I was going to take small steps to get where I wanted to be and that there was a, a road ahead of me. Everything, not everything gets done overnight. A lot of times, excuse me, most changes are more like a marathon. And if you are looking at it as a sprint, you've already failed because most stuff is not a sprint. There may be a few things you can sprint to, but for the most part, it is a marathon. So think of some stuff that you can change in 2023 and it doesn't mean January 1st, you have to do it. But what can you round out 2023 next year at this time and be like, wow, I said I was going to make a few changes and here we are and I implemented all of them over the year, over the year. It doesn't have to be right away. Yeah. And leverage your goal setting, leverage your year. So say you set a goal for yourself. I want to, you know, double my business, whatever. Great. Mm -hmm. So you want to two times your business. What does that look like? What are the things that you have to do to hit that by the end of quarter four next year? So Mm -hmm. what does that look like? Where do you have to be in July as you head into the second half? Where do you have to be at the end of the first quarter? So coming out of winter, essentially into spring, where should you be? Great. Now, what are the daily and weekly things that you can do? The little tiny things that you can do that will set you up for that success. Absolutely. That's it. Love it. It's not easy, but it's simple. I mean, it's pretty easy. Yeah, if you can, if you keep doing it, and you just have to do the little things. Away at but it, yes. th- those are the things getting they compound we, by the end. We talk about getting in the reps too. You want to learn yeah. how to cut hair, cut hair. Yes. You want to <laughs> learn how to foil, way. foil. Practice. That's practice, how. Practice, that's yes. how. But most people don't want to put the effort that's required into those reps. Mm-hmm. They think I'm beyond this. Yeah, I, I learned- already know how to do this. I learned that last year. That's a major mistake. I know. So we we tend to hire a lot of newer people out of school just because of our education program, and it's it's fun to help them develop. And one of the things I learned over the last few years of of hiring them and working with them is we would do a bunch in class, you know, and then you know they'd get booked in a foil and something would go wrong. And I was like, (laughs) when was the last time you did a foil on a person? And they're like, um. And I'm like, already that's way too long. If you said um, like what are you doing? Like you should if you're not bringing models in here, you're not constantly working. You you have to keep doing it. You're you're not good enough to just like go through the motions, you know? Um, and I think a lot of times people forgot that. Like, I yeah, if the minute you pause and you don't have an answer of how, when was the last time you did that? Then that's too long. Even for me with extensions, when I was first starting out, if I didn't have a client I was doing them on, I was using a mannequin that week and I was doing it over and over because I wanted to get really good at it and I wanted to get good at it fast. And I understood it took putting in the reps to get there. And then I was like, who wants these? I'll work on my staff. Like anybody I could get as a model, like that was it. That's what I did. Reps. Yep. That's all, man. It, it is. All right. No cool. matter what. Yeah. You good? Anything else? That's it. All right. I don't want to stay too long because we promised short episodes. Yes. Uh, This episode was brought to you by Ping Pong Design and Marketing. If you want to love your website or you're looking for more clients to fill your business, reach out out. to Ping Pong. Check out the show notes. There's a link there for a special discount to our audience. And we will see you guys next week, right? Yeah, we do this (laughs) weekly. Why am I even... I don't know what's happening today. Yeah. Bye.